Hey everybody, DM Jazzy Hands here with a quick pre-show announcement this week. We're interrupting our regularly scheduled programming. Don't worry, we'll be back with Bria, Bizdira, Kit, and Flick next week to see how things go as they confront Guard and try to get the Fire Shield key back. But in the meantime, we are bringing you the second installment of Terran Talks, our interview series where Terran, who plays Bria, asks all of us questions about our lives and our real-life personalities to help you all get to know us as people better. Hope you enjoy this interview and we will be back with you all next week. Happy gaming! Welcome to this week's very special bonus episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood Taryn, also known as Bria, and with me I have... Alex, also known as... Flick! (laughs) You can't help yourself. (laughs) I can't. Even when there's nobody else here, I can't help myself. I'm so... No, we're going to get into that. Okay, hold on. I have to finish this introduction. Stay focused. Last week, I have no idea what happened because we have no idea when these will be released. But here we are. I am The Last Refuge's biggest fangirl, made even worse by my maternity leave. And if you would like to fight me about that, tweet at me and we can go at it. We all know how distracted and sidetracky I like to get, so buckle up for some fun. I'm about to go in-depth with our players, DM Jazzy Hands, and the ever-elusive story consultant Robert Huff in individual bonus episodes. Today, will we learn what exactly it is about a person that makes them able to play a cleric? (laughs) Will (laughs) Will I finally get Alex to admit that the West Coast is the best coast? Nope. And even though we aren't playing the game at all, will I make a decision that requires Alex to come in and save me from myself? Mm, Let's find out. Let's find out. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) y'all. I kind of wanted to say an absolute yes, but I believe in your ability to save yourself sometimes. Well, let's, uh, this is what this uh, dice is for, actually. So I have asked Alex to have a d20 prepared. I have one as well. Mine is my Bria dice. His is his amazing new flick dice. Um, And we are both going to roll this. And when you roll, um, this is how good the interview is going to go for each of us individually. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. I did not know that this was why we needed a a die. Yeah. This is a lot of of pressure. (laughs) I am in charge of everything here. This is a world that is like in my brain. So you're not safe. Roll that dice. Die. Roll that die. Sorry, DM. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you get? I got a 16. Okay. I got a 10. Okay. Um, So like moderate for both of us. I I need you guys to always roll better than me because i'm just asking the question so i need you to tell the story you know what i mean okay well i'm feeling particularly loquacious today so hopefully that will make things better okay dm (laughs) (laughs) because we constantly make fun of dm jessica's vocabulary choices (laughs) it's not coming from a place of insecurity sorry about it sorry Um, Okay, so first, that I'm going to say what I was going to say earlier in the introduction. I am so jealous of the fact that you have the word and before your character name, because just that extra word gives you so much more to play with. It does. And you know what? I don't take it for granted. I realize that I am in the best position possible when it comes to the announcing our names. Uh, And just know that I know. (laughs) this one's gonna be like proper by alex like that's what this episode is called (laughs) guys just know that i know know. i'm aware aware but yes uh, it does it does give you a lot to play with and um i feel like i've taken taken it to new levels and uh really explored the options you know yeah do you feel hashtag blessed yeah i'm a cleric (laughs) duh Okay, so let's talk about that. I have so many things. Okay, so um, I'll tell you kind of how, uh, since I'm, uh, for the listeners, we don't know which order we're going to release these. We don't know when they're going to be released. We don't know anything kind of about what's going to happen with these. So uh, as far as recording these, I recorded Karin's first, and this is Alex's and his is second. Um, So I kind of went through this with Karin, but I'm going to just repeat all of this so you kind of know what I'm doing. I, um, obviously, like I said, I'm a huge fangirl of our show, and that is not joking like that is I like take into my everyday life like 
our inside jokes, like people will say it's a cliffhanger and I'm like, it's a ladder hanger. It's a ladder hanger. (laughs) It's so obnoxious. So what I did was I like wrote out a bunch of interview questions and I think it's like 53 questions or something crazy like that. 53? I know. But then I also added individual questions for each of you based on what I know about you, what I want to know about you. Uh-huh. Um, we're not going to ask all of them, but we're going to hit a good amount of them. Okay. And it's just going to, it's like part of the conversation. Yeah. And you don't know me at all. So this is going to no. be news to you as well. Yeah. Like we, we've never met in person. We've never, we've <laughs> never met in person. We didn't play our first D&D game together. Like it's not, it's not a thing. So I actually, let's go. I'm jumping around because that's me. Um, I want to go back to that fateful day. So we, um, and I'm going to get more in depth with Lydia and uh, DM. Uh, I'm going to get more in depth with the two of them about kind of our process beforehand. But we essentially were sitting at the table. We had a couple dropouts and these characters were already created and we clearly needed a cleric you know you're starting with first level characters and all of that and you walked in and we're sitting at this table and actually i don't even think that we knew um that our other friend who we never name in the podcast we just say our friend um was going to be playing that day either until a little bit earlier yeah i think literally eugenio asked him because he was there he was at home arthur so for history for the listeners if you haven't I feel like we told the story at least once, but Eugenio, myself, and our third roommate lived together way back when, when they started playing. And then they told me that they started playing. I said that they were absolutely insane. And I was <laughs> like, I, I didn't I didn't know what it is. I, I was like, I, I don't know anything about this. And so, like you said, you all had a couple drop out. Our friend was, my third roommate was there. And then I came home from work and all of you people, random freaks that you were, were sh- in my dining room playing. And I was like, I'm just going to go to my room. And we started yet. Like, Arminio yeah. was like going through the details with us of like how you play and all of that. And we had almost really just sat down. And it's so funny to look back on this now, knowing that we didn't know each other like I just like picture you walking into the apartment and thinking like oh Alex is here like he's gonna sit down but we didn't know each other at all no I had no clue who you were who Lydia was who our other friend was who was playing with us I I had never met any of you all before um and that's literally where it all began (laughs) where it all began and you're we so your character you were like okay i guess i'll do this there's wine and you sat down and then (laughs) your typical very on brand if you will yes yes (laughs) Um, and then your character you were like not talking you said like she had a hood on um and all of this and and the description that eugenio gave us was um that or that you gave us was she had forest green eyes. And so me, as I do naming things, that hasn't changed. Um, I said, oh, her name is Forest. Boom, bada bing, bada boom. And I don't think we ever learned what her actual name, like her name No, I don't Forrest. think she even had a name. But And for <laughs> listeners at home, if you've played D&D before, we were playing the starter set mm-hmm. characters for the fifth edition. So we were playing uh, Minds of Fendelver. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the intro, the introductory v- adventure that comes with that. And so I received the cleric, but, and you all had tweaked, like you all were playing basically the characters that they give out with like little tweaks here and there just yeah. to like personalize them. Uh, Cause DM Jazzy Hands had allowed you to do that. And then with one additional, I can't remember if we had changed uh, the other fighter to a paladin by that point, I can't remember exactly when that happened, but eventually the the fighter became a paladin and became Penny. Before, uh, you know, oh my gosh, Penny! I haven't thought oh, of her in so long. I know, me too. <laughs> um, but yes, that's that is how it all began, um, and that's how I began playing clerics. It was kind of forced upon me, um, and then I very quickly got very into it. I was very fascinated with the fact. 
I, I remember this very specifically. The first thing about clerics that really fascinated me that also applies to druids, and I believe, I can't remember what other class this also applies to, but you get all of your magic. You have access to all of your magic all the time. And mm-hmm. you have to prepare the spells that you think you might need that day. Um, but you really have access to all your spells, unlike wizards. You know, it's that's mm-hmm. a little bit in sorcerers, unlike, you know those classes, those magic users. Um, but I remember, and I remember I made spreadsheets on Excel with you all did. of the, this was before I had gotten, uh, I had received cards, the the yeah. cleric spell cards as a gift. Um, but I was before I had those. So I had pages upon pages of Excel spreadsheets uh, with like, with prep, like a little check mark for whether it was prepped or not. And yeah. like all of the concentration and the duration and all of these, I, I spent, hours i would sit at my day job at the desk and just yeah. keep and like make these little notes but yeah that's how i first got into playing clerics i guess do you think that you like if you had not been assigned the cleric from the beginning would have still like found your way to the cleric because it's just such a we've had this discussion a whole lot and had fake arguments about it but i hate playing clerics i hate taking responsibility for somebody else's fuck up like if (laughs) right yeah i i don't know i mean i think as uh you know thinking back to when i was a kid i was never really one to like when i was playing sports like especially team sports i was never out on the front lines i was always very much in the back i was I was that kid on the soccer field who was like picking the grass. Like I, I was not, I was so, uh, you know, that kind of awkward, quiet kid. Yeah. Um, I definitely grew into like an extrovertedness that applies to me today. But I think that also applies with clerics. I mean, obviously, depending on the type of domain that you choose, right. you can be sort of a front lines, you know, like a war domain or a tempest domain. Somebody like that can definitely be on the front lines as a cleric. Um, But, you know, specifically being the healer, if you're designated the healer of the party, um, you do have to kind of, if it's not easy for you, learn to kind of stay on the back burner and be there when people need you. And I think that was just innately easy for me to do. I think just innately like being over on the sidelines or if I'm fighting, you know, if I hear somebody's down, okay, I've got to go focus on that. I've got to leave what I'm doing and focus on that. You know, that Mm -hmm. I think was very easy for me to grasp and it was a very easy job. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've loved, you know, exploring other domains and exploring other aspects of playing this class, but really... um, that's what I hooked onto first, like really having a set goal and knowing that that was my job within the party. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 The psychology, yes. the psychology of it all. Um, so let's do that. Let's talk. You're from Knoxville, right? I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee, y'all. Okay. So give me like a very short description of like little Alex in Knoxville. Do you have <laughs> like, tell me about your life and like, your family and just like it doesn't have to be long but just like a short little description like were you a nerdy kid like how was school i'm like adding more and more things for you to yeah describe. i was like oh brief <laughs> and not so brief history of, of me um okay oh my gosh uh so i was born in knoxville tennessee born and raised uh and i eventually went to school at the university of tennessee knoxville i both of my parents are musicians by trade uh both conductors really by trade Um, so it kind of fits that I currently work in musical theater. I was definitely a nerdy kid. I was a shy kid. Um, I really, what I liked, (laughs) I had to, what I like to call read a room. Like I would, you know, walked into my kindergarten class and like did not talk to anybody for like at least two days because I had to gate, I had to like be that kid who like knew what everybody's deal was about. And then all of a sudden I could, I could sort of like insert myself where I thought, you know, and I'm still like that to this day. Um, But uh, I was, I was a nerdy kid. I definitely wasn't um, a huge video game kid. So sorry for your VGers out there. Um, I wasn't a humongous video gamer. Um, I was definitely into your typical, I was a huge reader. I read at a very mm-hmm. young age. I could read. I, I remember in preschool, they were like writing on the board and I started reading along with it. And my teachers were flabbergasted. They were like, whoa, like you're reading out loud at, you know, it was like crazy. So I read, read a lot. And that's when I first picked up the Harry Potter books when I was about in first grade. 
and that's kind of when the whole yes common theme yes 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 i feel like our generation specifically really that was the sort of introduction of high uh, high not really high but higher fantasy into our lives you know i was a huge disney kid and so disney was like definitely commercial fantasy like you know that was that's what i lived and breathed for so long and still to this day do um, but really Harry Potter and then eventually the introduction of The Hobbit and J.R.R. Tolkien's work and um, that kind of, you know, spiraled into this this greater love of fantasy uh, specifically was never huge into science fiction, but I definitely mm-hmm. appreciate it for what it is and what it has done for pop culture, especially. But yeah, eventually went into music and yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Is That's it, kind of the brief, brief of history of me, I guess. Yeah. Do you? Uh, so you went to college for musical theater? I went to college for vocal performance, so specifically a classical music degree, and very quickly decided to do musical theater as an extension of that degree. So okay. um, I can... Really, my what I say my degree is good for is I can teach you how to produce a pretty sound. <laughs> That's kind of what it's good for. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Anyone who needs uh, voice lessons. Yeah, just hit me up, you know, whatever. So uh, let's, okay, that actually answered, like it hit like a lot, your answer hit a lot of my questions. But let's talk about Harry Potter for a little bit. Oh, um, yes. Thank God. What's your Hogwarts house? Well, if you haven't figured this out by now, which I feel like is probably pretty obvious, I am a humongous, proud Hufflepuff. So, sorry to everyone out there who hates on the puffs. I'm a if loud they do, and proud puff. They can puff. just turn this podcast off because this is the puff cast right now. This is now. the puff cast because you are also a da 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 puff. Hufflepuff. Loving it. <laughs> I love us. What's so funny, though, is that, like, I feel like you, uh, I could even see you as a Slytherin. Like, I can see you in each of the houses. Slytherin, obviously, is the least for you. um, But I can literally see putting you into any of the houses and making it work. Right. I definitely get Griff a lot. People guess Griff for Mm me. Visually, Um, you're a Gryffindor, for sure. Well, and that's, I am a rising Leo. So that's a fun fact. My rising sign is Leo. Um, and I feel like a lot of Gryffindors are Leos, not just because of the lion similarity, but I feel like, you know, friendly and loyal and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's my kind of first impression is a Leo, but I am in fact a Gemini. So sorry. <laughs> we just want to sit in our little burrow and eat cookies. I don't that's understand what the problem is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are the closest to the kitchens. So that's it's, the, the that's humongous to benefit to being in Hufflepuff. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's switch over to TLR. Um, first, we're going to do a couple of really cool things uh, that DM has not given me approval for. I don't care. (laughs) Um, We love to defy DM. (laughs) I want you to make up a name for a thing right now that he has to integrate into the game. It can be anything. It can be a plant, an animal, a spell. Don't call it a sofa lurk. It's not. No, it's not going to be a Sophie <laughs> Lurk, but you saw the stress that I just went I know. through uh, I know. that nobody else saw. Oh, it's it's got to be. I'm feeling crumpy. Something's got to be crumpy. crumpy it's got to be K R O M P I E. Crumpy. And it's got to be. Oh, it's got to be a name. It's got to be someone's name. That's a name. That's okay. got to be like an NPC name. Okay, so Crompy is going to show up. Oh, thank God. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Crompy, are you do you want to design any more of Crompy or do you just want the name to like show no, up? No, I some want point? the name I want to be surprised. I want the name to show up, but that is the assignment for DM Jazzy Hands. It has to be Crompy. Yeah, he's going to love that. He's going to Hash- love ha- getting extra homework. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag got to be Crompy. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be Hashtag I'm gonna start free crompy. Ha- hashtag free crompy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Maybe that was one of the constructs names, and it just is is Aww. late to the game. No, Aww. no, I want it to be in the game in the future. It'll be so. it'll be in the future. Yeah, crumpy. we've got a lot more to go. Yeah. Okay. Um. So let's talk about. Well, let's talk about NPCs right now. Um. Who's your favorite NPC in TLR? Oh, that's a super super tough one. Um. It's 
uh, ooh, first instinct, Hawks. Gotta be one of my faves. I love a Hermione of the group. Um, <laughs> I I really su- I super super do. She's fearless. She is smart as heck. She is. Uh, not only is she smart, but she's curious. She always wants to seek out more, and that's what I love about really any character. And I think that goes back to me being an actor as well. I love characters who want more and more and more and more. I think that's really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, the fact that she is running things, or the fact that she ran things when we were gone, is also really impressive to me. So mm-hmm. I like her a lot. It's. I think I'm curious to see what the other responses are because we might just like hit on each of these like core kobolds. Our little yeah, our little kobold friends. Yeah, like he designed. I'm them sure I know. To, to I'm give sure. Us each one. I'm sure I know what Karin said, but I what don't. What do you think Karin said? I won't. I won't I mean, reveal. Okay, you won't reveal. I think she said RX. I think she probably said RX. I don't know. Interesting. But interesting. I don't know. Maybe I, not. Also, Hawks has like a killer accent too. Both Hawks and yeah. Drinks, like I love their accents. Yeah, Hawks and Drinks both. That was my second. You... That was my second choice. Oh, interesting. So we should talk about that. Uh, what do you think of Drinks now? Because I think you and I are probably the most on the same page with this. Well, he, uh, in terms of character, has had one of the biggest arcs that we've seen in the show. So mm-hmm. he is really adapted to his surroundings to us coming in and changing a bunch of stuff which is mm-hmm. sorry about it sorry and the fact that he even was with us for a while i think that really helped us bond with him in a way that we didn't really get to bond with a lot of the other characters save maybe rx yeah um but he definitely is the most interesting when it comes to the entire arc of his character i think which is why he was a close second for me but hawks is still just like a B.A. Hermione type character that I love. Okay. So, yeah. No, with with Dranks, like, I – he just is, like I, – I do. I love the, the his entire story that, like, he's gone through and, like you said, the time that he spent with us. But also, like, even, like, when I went back to do a re-listen, he's always been consistently not shitty. Um, Like, even at the beginning when we were like, oh, we hate this guy. Like, he's against us, whatever. Like, he basically was like, just stay out of my way. This is my goal. This is what I want. Stay out of my way. He wasn't rude about it. He was, and he liked us being kind of sassy and stuff, but really thought that he deserved to be the leader. Yeah, very good point. I think, yeah, he was just going for what he wanted and what he thought was best. And I think that that's what I admire about the character is that he has changed what he thought thinks is best due to the given circumstances of what the the clan is going through you know like 100 uh, you know that and i think that's like you know going sort of you know real life with this i think that's what people need to do more mm-hmm. <laughs> you know people who are in charge you know and think that their goal or what they want is the only thing that matters i that's it's not the case you know he heard what we had to say he heard what his fellow council members had to say he listened to you know he knows the people he knows the kobolds really well and um he was able to adjust his thinking and which is which is difficult you know when you're all of a sudden your complete belief system is crumbling beneath you Mm -hmm. um, you can either sink with it or you can you know rise above that and continue on in a new way which is really really difficult i say that like it's an easy choice but it's not you gotta rise up Um, rise up (laughs) we just keep saying that um what's your favorite tlr moment so far oof uh i mean there are so many that i could choose from whether it be just like us laughing, what you know, whether it was just some like fun moment for us as a cast or a really important moment for the characters. Um I think one of my favorite moments, I'm going to give two. Okay. Um one was the funeral for his name escapes me. Well, was uh, it is it just it, Koshak's funeral? Koshak, yes. Okay. So one of my favorite moments is definitely Koshak's funeral that we helped create. I thought that was a really beautiful sort of role-playing moment for all of us. And it was a really beautiful moment in, you know, the story. Also, 
this whole dungeon has I think as a whole has been really really enjoyable. At first I did not know what to think about it, but us getting into the dungeon and our first the temple, true... the temple, let's speak. Yes, clear, sorry, the temple. <laughs> I call it a dungeon just because that's it's kind of dungeon. what it is. It's just like yeah. a dungeon that we call in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Uh but but the yeah getting into the temple this whole temple has been really enjoyable for me at first i was really frustrated because i didn't really know what to think about it yeah but i think it's brought a really nice breath of fresh air and our listeners are going to get into uh more of it soon which i'm really really excited about i don't know when this is going to air but uh it's it's going to be a no spoiler alert but i think it's going to be really really exciting for everyone so i think so too. um our i will i will definitely give props to DM Jazzy Hands and Robert for writing what I think is a wonderfully, beautifully detailed kind of set of lore, which mm-hmm. for like a new world, and I'm really impressed by it. And yeah, I can't wait for the listeners to hear about it. Me too. Me too. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that uh, Denier is happy with Flick's progress so far? Technically... <laughs> as a player i want to say yeah i mean if, if technically he is doing what he has been told to do um i will say that through sort of my own musings and my own thoughts and speaking with dm and other things like that i don't actually know how much denier is paying attention <laughs> Um, I think that this is definitely more Gavrail's sort of issue and uh, his request. Um, I don't necessarily know whether Denier, you know, as this sort of infallible deity of the Forgotten Realms, and even that, you know, even they're not hugely infallible. I don't, I don't know how much he's paying attention, to be honest. Sorry, listeners. Uh, but for Flick, you know, he still is, he is in a place where he is so close to fulfilling his destiny. This is literally the destiny that's been put in front of him. He's so close and that's what he wants. Um, but I definitely as a player have a feeling that that is about to be tested very, very heavily. Um, so I think that's the really exciting part that's coming up of the, of the adventure and of the campaign as a whole. And, for Flick specifically as a character. Yeah, I think that there is some stuff coming up, obviously for Flick, for all of us, but I think it will affect probably Flick and Kit the most um, as far as the decisions that are about to be made because Bria and Bizdira don't have as, as very specific bonds as the two of you do. Um, so I, it's interesting too, I was just thinking about this when you were talking about Gavrail. I personally as a Terran really dislike Gavriel um Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. like what he has done to his daughters I don't like the expectations that he has set on them um I don't like how he's gone about this whole thing it feels very selfish it feels to me almost like the antithesis of an angel like it feels I I was about to say like very untouchable very like Greek god mythology uh, like I'm gonna touch down on Earth for a quick second and then go back up and hopefully see you soon. Like it, it's like, very but like leave these like little trails of like, but you must complete blah blah blah. Like you have to do my job for me, right? Near right, more. Right, right. Like I just I really don't like it. So, but it's interesting since what you said about Denier and how you think it's more a Gavriel thing. If maybe without realizing it, Gavriel is more of the god in Flick's mind than Denier is. Absolutely, especially considering his his backstory you know in flick's backstory he's always been spoken to by gavrail you know he doesn't which he thinks is an extension of denier and so you know who's to say if denier is actually you know set us on this goal you know who is to say that it's not just gavrail's um solo mission to try and prove himself worthy you know he's an angel but they still have to do bidding they still have to do bidding for their deity as well and so it's almost like a messenger and a messenger you know we're like the third or fourth level down from who's actually being reported to so i think as a cleric this is gonna you know some some interesting decisions are gonna have to be made and uh, you know there the consequences for flick are are sort of dire and the uh 
stakes are really high. Let's just say that. I think as a, especially as a cleric who's been, you know, my magic is dependent on my deity and how well I please them. Yeah. So that's gonna, you know, if I decide to not go or Flick decides to go a different way, I, you know, who's to say if he can be a cleric anymore? That it's just a, a different, you know, that's a decision that has to be made. It's a big one. Yeah, a huge one. And I don't think we're terribly far away. Like, Karin and I were talking about this too, um, which the listeners may or may not have heard. Uh, that I, I think we are about to reach a very, the first of many, hopefully, uh, climaxes of this story. Um, like, I think DM has even said, like, we're kind of reaching uh, the end of this, this storyline, of, of the first chunk of the storyline. Um, so I... I don't know. It's going to be big. I think it's going to be great for a lot of reasons. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be really awesome. Okay. If if you had to play another Last Refuge character, who would it be? Either PC or NPC? <laughs> Karen asked the same question. <laughs> uh, Does yes. it have to be another one of you you guys? I If you are going, I will let you answer either. But if you are going to answer an NPC, then I am going to make you also answer one of us. Okay, great, great, great. So you can do both or just the one. Mm -hmm. Um, Both because that's fun. Um, If I were to play, ooh, for only the reason, well, not only this reason, but I think I would actually play Bria. I think I would play your character Mm, for, for multiple reasons. One, I've never played an arcane trickster before. Have you done a rogue? I'm thinking back and I don't even, I've definitely played a rogue, but I couldn't tell you maybe a thief, maybe like a very like basic rogue. Okay. Um, In my, and maybe in like a one-off, like not one of those characters that I like hold close to my heart. Uh, Yeah. I think I'd play you. And I always like being the oldest. So. That has yet to be determined. I still don't. Oh, I guess so. In my real life, I am the youngest and then I had like much later a younger sibling come in and then I have like a group of step siblings where I'm like second to youngest so I'm actually more the baby in real life so for me for everybody saying like you're the oldest I'm like no I'm just like kind of I'm trying to be scrappy to fight my way like that (laughs) I'm trying to I'm trying to do that while I'm trying to do my voice too (laughs) trying to do the radio city voice yeah if uh if our I think we had said it but if our listeners didn't know, in Bria's episode, the character episodes way back when, Alex was the radio announcer voice. Yeah, it was the radio announcer. <laughs> and I wrote this script, and as I was writing it, I was like, clearly we need this. And as I'm writing it, I'm like, Alex has to do this. And I didn't know till I got the uh, like released episode what it sounded like, and it was just exactly what was in my brain. It was so perfect. Well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I could do you right Thank you. you know, yes. You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay, this one I also don't have permission to do, but I don't care. I want you to make up uh, a rule for the random magic rolls and decide what number it's going to be. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, the number is going to be... It's got to be 36. Okay. And the rule is... I'm trying to, I've played a wild magic sorcerer, so I know a lot of them. <laughs> so I'm like, what? what's something that's not on that table? Yeah, brand um, new. Brand new. Oh, this is kind of fun and hindering because I like, I actually do like the ones that hinder as opposed to the ones that are just like random and fun. Those are cool, but I like the sure. ones that actually cause trouble. Um, I don't think this one, this is one, but correct me if I'm wrong and we can go back and change it if so, but I would like the voice to boom as in like a thaumaturgy way for two minutes. So you can't, you can't hide your voice. Like it's, it's just automatically loud. Everything you say for two minutes. Can it be all noises? So like, even when you swallow, it's just like this like really loud. It's literally like having your phone or having your voice up to a, what are those things called? Megaphone? Megaphone. Yeah. Having your voice up to, or your mouth up to a megaphone for like two minutes and it being like very sensitive. 
Okay. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Number 36. Yeah. Number 36. I also think that there's a range of the, I think it's like a range of 10 or something in the numbers. So he can figure it out, however, because the likelihood that we're going to roll like a single number is pretty low, but we're going to stick with 36 and he can figure out his. It's a, it's every two. So it's every like 36, 37 is like one thing. Oh, okay. Marry, snog or kill the kobolds, the orcs and the yuan team. Oh, no. Uh, oh, this is also kind of tough because I like the, I actually do like the orcs because they're hashtag lady power, but I think I would have to go marry the kobolds. Absolutely. Come on. Like they're our best friends. Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of did marry them, right? Like we had like a ceremony with them. We did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, I wish I could marry. I wish I could. I don't know. Would the orcs or the snakes be better in bed? That's crazy. Who's to it's say? your question. I'm going to have to answer this on my own. Got to be the snakes. Okay. And then we'll kill the orcs. Sorry, like orcs. Like we haven't done that before. I know. Like we, well, they, well. We've pretty much killed They did it to themselves. <laughs> Literally. Anything else we want to touch on Last Refuge wise? Any, oh, well, let's talk about, we talked about your favorite moment. What was your least favorite moment of Last Refuge? Do you have one? Hmm. Of, I assume you mean like that was like a sad moment or something. That it's like I'm not going to sit here and or be like, like super this part I hated. Like w- getting eaten by a bear trap. That could be a terrible moment for you. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Well, even then, I think I like it as a player because it does make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm such a weird. I'm so like oh that was really sucked for my character, but I loved it because it told a good story. Yeah, storytelling. Um, but for. I'm thinking back through our four seasons so far. Oh, God, no. Being locked up in Sylphson for so long, least hands down, least favorite, but was quickly followed by one of my all-time favorite moments and all-time favorite episodes when we finally escaped. Probably hands down my favorite episode of the entire series is that one, where we have finally escaped from Sylphson. And spoiler alert, if you haven't listened, cover your ears now. I'll give you time. And then we killed the Mage Ascendant. Absolutely. One of my favorites. All right. You can return listeners if you haven't. Yes, Great. You should be here. You. you should be back here. Yeah, they can hear me now. So, <laughs> But yeah, that that being locked up for so long was was definitely one of my least favorite times. Yeah, just just the it felt like you guys were like continually hitting your heads against a wall. Just you we, could not. We, you kept trying to get. Yeah, out the and, three ugh. the three of us definitely felt very helpless. And we we felt as if. All of our, you know, especially with all of our equipment being lost. I mean, that really, I mean, that was hard. Having, you know, not having anything with us, you know, not having my focus, not Kit having not having her yet. focus, not, yeah, not having our, uh, one of our friends is gone, you know, uh, terrible. That was, it was yeah. just a really helpless time, but was really rewarding in the end. So, yeah, worth it. That's just a lesson for life. Sometimes things are tough and it gets greater. Better. Yeah. The greater the risk, the greater the reward sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like Proverbs. Again, Proverbs with Alex. Proverbs with Alex. Okay, let's talk. We're going to completely switch gears. Let's talk about musical theater. Um, Okay. Um, A musical. A musical. (laughs) Are we not just going to like do that for a long time? (laughs) I feel like that's half of the episodes is you and I just make up random theme music. Yeah. And I feel like people who are not musical theater people think that musical theater people just go around going like just all the time. But we we do. Thank you for your honesty. Yeah, of course. I'm always here for that. Do you? So, since we're kind of switching gears, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a nice like intro question for this. Uh, if you had to choose between not just D and D, but like the fantasy world, so anything that like Harry Potter, all of that, and musical theater, which would you choose to have in my life? Yes, the other one is going to disappear completely from your life. Oh no! Oh, that's not fair. That's your little face right now. Oh my Sorry. gosh. Sorry about it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You have to choose. I, there's like Oh no, but they're so different. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of. I mean, thinking back to like when I was little, I mean, my mom was the music director for the school, the, the private school that I went to. 
so she would direct the musicals and I would be like, when I was little, she would bring me to rehearsal and I'd be running through the seats. And like, when I would hear something interesting going on on stage, I would stop and I would listen. And then I, and I specifically remember 1776 because that's a great show to do at a high school. (laughs) And my dad was also in the show. Like they couldn't get enough guys. So they had like adults on stage as well. Like the faculty members were also on stage. Yeah. And, uh, but I remember being fascinated by it for some reason. Like the little like four year old Alex was fascinated by 1776 question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like l- not too long after that, having Harry Potter introduced to my life. Oh no, I'm trying to talk this out and I can't I know, make the decision. It's gotta be. It's gotta be fantasy. It's gotta be fantasy. I think. I think that's my final answer because that without. That's the greater that's the greater umbrella. I think musical theater kind of falls underneath that umbrella in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I think uh you know as an actor imagination is so important and if you don't if your imagination is not exercised by our lovely fantasy genre and other things like that like D&D or anything that sort of like even movies, I think that that's super important. So I'll choose that. Okay. I think that's logical. You went in a very logical route. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry, it's a mean uh, emotion. I had to distance myself from emotion for a second because you can't ask me that. <laughs> Do you? So, okay. So, since uh, I'm going to give you back musicals now, so you can have it back. So, thanks. Oh my exists. God, it's still here. Um, do you, what's your, what's your favorite musical? Another time. Again. Question. Oh my gosh. Again, like choosing a favorite child, um, which I do have because I have many children. Um, Your favorite child is Cheeky. Cheeky, obviously. Cheeky. Taryn's child. Well, I'm literally looking at my Sunday in the Park with George poster that's hanging in my bathroom because I do have that in my bathroom. I'm looking at it right now. Are you in your bathroom? I'm not, but I'm near the open door. Love's an open door. I would have to say it's in between. This is so musical theater. I'm so sorry. It's in between Sunday in the Park with George or Sweeney Todd. Those have got to be my two huge big ones. I love them both so much. They're both, yeah, I love them. I'm not even going to give explanations. Sure, <laughs> it's just so, such, a music, such a musical theater answer. Is your favorite musical theater song from one of those shows? Um, well, I have favorite songs to sing. I have favorite songs to listen to. Okay. Um, that's also kind of a complicated answer. What's um, your favorite song to listen to? Favorite song to listen to? Hmm... These days, because I don't listen to a lot of musical theater actively a lot these days, just because it is what I do, um, I like listening to... It can be a real song, too. This happened with... Car- I need to stop specifying that. Yeah. It can be a real song, too. Like a real... What like do you a mean real, a real song? I, I, real. <laughs> this is a, a glimpse into Terrence. They're brain. all real songs, Terrence. They're no, all real. A real song to me is I call it real people music, whereas musical theater is like my music, my people music. Right, 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 right. Um, I mean, I really do. I mean, uh, one of the easiest things to just pop on is Hamilton. <laughs> like that's sure. just one of the easiest things to like pop on. Um, but I think one of my favorite songs in musical theater is in fact, finishing the hat from Sunday in the park with George. I love it. I love a lot of the songs from that show, but I've been in Sweeney Todd twice. And, uh, Joanna is just one of the prettiest songs I think ever written. So So pretty. Yeah. Do you, uh, is George in Sunday in the park with George? Is that like your ultimate dream role? That is definitely a dream role when I get older. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love Bobby and Company. Obviously, I'm a mm-hmm. huge Son fan. <laughs> like, <laughs> For all, of, I'm like, all of the D and D listeners who I know, are sorry, the musical theater. <laughs> yeah, like no pop musical theater. Yeah, those like kind of bigger voiced, um, like 35 year old roles are like I really love to play, and like you know, hopefully, 10 to something years. Um, yeah. and yeah, but like right now you know, would love to play Danny in Greece. Like that would be really great or something like that. You know, those type of roles too. So do you, what was the, um, out of all the shows that you've ever seen, which one has moved you? And it doesn't have to be that, like, it can be the specific performance, not the specific type, like name of the show. Um, but what was the show that moved you the most emotionally? Ah, uh, I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I know that there have been shows 
where I've left just like crying uncontrollably. I feel like we as artist types and even not, I mean, I think there are things and whether it be movies or shows that, that affect you in that way where you just leave and you're control, you know, uncontrollably sobbing Mm -hmm. Um, or whether, or whether it's music that just like, even just the sound of it just like brings tears to your eyes. You can't even help it. Most recently, uh, the revival, the Broadway revival of Once on This Island did that for me. I was so incredibly moved by that show and the all the performances in it were so beautiful and the way that they ended it was just, it was just so, be- it was so beautiful and that music has always tugged at my heartstrings as well. Yeah. So that I'll leave that as my answer. I Fun remember- Home was another one. Yeah. Oh, so you just like shows at Circle in the Square. That's just. <laughs> well, I also studied at Circle in the Square. So. Oh, toss, 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 <laughs> toss, toss. Um, yeah. So th- those two shows in particular, I remember leaving, being like, everybody needs to see these shows. Everybody needs to see these stories. I think we recorded the day after you saw Once on This Island because I remember Very- you just like raving about it. Very possible. Yes, I left that show with no more tears to give, no more tears to cry. Ariana Grande. See, I don't always listen to musical theater. <laughs> but that, you also like delivered that as though it were a proverb. Like you like put the artist below it. It was like yeah. an Instagram post. Ariana like- Grande. <laughs> Tagging, I uh, tagged Ariana Grande. <laughs> Ariana Grande. Um, okay. For those so- of you at home, I also really love Ariana Grande. <laughs> I'm so basic. It's not even funny. Your I love coffee. her. <laughs> Well, yeah, I always record with my stupid iced coffee next to me. <laughs> so I'm one of those gays and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so let's get more into you. Taryn. this one. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Not on so air. <laughs> Come on. I put this in here because I thought it was a funny pun. Um, what's your favorite chick flick? Get it? Flick? Flick. <laughs> my favorite chick flick. I love a high school movie. I love Mean Girls. I love Easy A. Easy A has got to be it. That'll be it. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, love ding, ding. That, where did you get the ding, ding? Because you've just started doing that recently. Um, Don't know. I think um, I've just really learned to become like more of an affirmative person and like mm-hmm. really emit like positivity. And like that's where my ding, dings come from, I think. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Very much both. Very much both. Yeah. Okay. So you're just an animal person. I am a domestic animal person, yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh by that I'm I do need to clarify snakes and spiders and reptiles of pretty much any form, they belong outside the house. They no shan't be in my house. No go. And uh we shan't keep them as pets. They were not designed to be pets. Read the Bible. Thank you. <laughs> That's the pull quote from this episode. Read the Bible. Thank Read you. the Bible. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite memory with me? <gasps> with Bria. No, with uh, me, not Bria. With Taryn. That shows you how much I, I have know. to train myself to I talk know. to me too. The characters. One of my favorite. This is very early in our in our relationship and our also our D and D relationship. I'm so excited. Because they because they're like kind of uh, parallel. I remember when we listeners when we used to play D anD D. We don't do this anymore, clearly, because one of us has a child and the other of us the others of us have many responsibilities. But when we used to play, we used to go through <laughs> so much alcohol. Well, and when well, I let's tell set you, a scene. let's set a scene. I'm sorry to interrupt. So it was every Sunday night. We were yes. We'd show up at Elhania's apartment, which was also your apartment. Yes, and we had the big table, and we would have a minimum. There were six of us. There were six people, like and six. And we would have people. a minimum of six bottles of wine. Oh, that was it. Soon to be like seven or eight or nine. Yeah. Like I mean, just just drinking like motherfucking fish. Like just it was it was crazy. And then we and would have we'd have our Thai food, so we'd have like our dinner with it. We'd start at like. Six o'clock. We right? started like six o'clock and go usually until eleven or twelve. Like yeah. it was really really late. We'd and we'd play we'd for like a long a time. Popcorn break. So we always had. I should find the picture. We have a. I have a picture of the table at one point. That's like we'd have a popcorn break. And it, it, listeners, if you don't know this, um, string cheese with popcorn is the most delicious combination. <laughs> um, so we would have string cheese popcorn, and then we'd also have it. And a we'd dessert. also have chocolate. We'd also have like bars yeah. of chocolate. Okay, so that's yeah. our scene. That's our scene. 
that's the scene and uh into these like late one time one session in particular i remember we got so distracted from our actual game and so drunk <laughs> that we started like singing we started singing songs and all of a sudden like lydia was really disinterested but for some reason the inflatable arm flailing tube man came <laughs> up from from family guy and so then I got to see Taryn's impression of the wave arm flailing inflatable tube man. And that has to be to this day, one of my favorite Taryn moments ever. There are plenty of them, but that has got to be the, the probably the first and then one of the highest. Well, and then we did it together. We did. I, I Yeah, we, we eventually... Said- I mean, like I'm, I'm again basic. If so, if I see someone doing it and they're getting laughs, I gotta, I gotta get up and join. Yeah. I will fully admit that about myself. It's a flaw and also a, a nice personality trait sometimes, especially at weddings. And uh, I got up and did it with you because it was fun and funny. Yeah, we and you. It's funny that you call it an impression, but for me, it's actually, and I'm not joking here. It's a dance move for me. Like this is like a <laughs> legitimate dance move that I go to. Is you you just you go down to the floor and you shimmy you just, shimmy and shimmy then and then like, you shimmy all over the way <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, so dumb, so dumb. I love that. But That's I love such it. a good memory. We should have just yeah. made this whole thing happy memories. I know there's so many. So I don't know if our listeners have noticed. If you ever see us on a stream or in pictures when we're recording, all of us uh, except for Karin have these necklaces around our necks that we wear whenever we play. Um, it's true. And the reason that Karin doesn't have one is because they are from our first D&D group and they have on them uh, each of them has like a little die and then inside of the die it's like uh, it's like kept together with metal. They're really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is so Lydia chose them specifically for us and our characters. What is your die um, and why? Um, I can't remember if she ever gave me an explanation, but I think this was for Nye, if I remember correctly. Okay, let's assume it's for Nye. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that my first character, Forrest, had, had sadly passed away uh, via a mind flayer, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was for my character, uh, Naivara, who was a, a wild, the wild, wild magic sorcerer that I talked about earlier. And I think this was, I got a D10. I think she, one of her cantrips was her damage was a D10. And I think that she got me that for that reason. Uh, I still, I mean, literally every single time I play D&D, I wear it. Yeah, me too. Regardless if it's in our game or not, like it feels, it's our original Absolutely. characters. Like it feels yep. like you need to put it on. It's like part of the whole thing. Um, but Naivara to this day still alive, still kicking. Level what fifteen now? I think they're super um, high level. I love them so much. I miss them. I know they're our first group. So technically so, my second character, but part of our first group. Okay, just a couple more questions. We're coming down to the end. Um, yay! Do you, yay, are you not having fun with me right now? No, this has been so nice and fun. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, if you had all of the money in the world, what would a day in your life look like? And we're gonna, it's just the selfish stuff. Like, I don't need to know who you would donate to or any of that. Like, what would, if you had all the money in the world, what would a day in your life look like? Ooh, I would wake up in my penthouse apartment. Would you be in New York? I I would be, as of now, yes. Okay. As of now, I would be in my apartment in New York. Um, what area of New York? Not in, oh. Like, are you looking the park? Oh, Greenwich Village. Okay. Straight up. Okay. West Village. Okay. Um, I would wake up, fix my coffee. Um, I would, if I had all the money in the world, I would have given all the money, <laughs> all the money to this podcast. So we would be in like a studio. Like so we would, that, we would. So then, is that like, is this like your dream job? Like, if like, would you spend a good chunk of your day recording the show? I would love, I, I think this has become apparent, more apparent to me as much as we've been doing it. This is, I mean, this is something that brings me so much joy and something that is so consistent in my life now that I can't really imagine not doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, where, you know, I definitely, my dream is to be the best actor I can be, be on Broadway, like, uh, you know, that that's 
a huge, huge dream of mine, but this has become a new passion of mine. And I think including it in my life, whether it just be D&D or whether it be, you know, doing this type of work like podcast work or actual play or I don't, you know, I don't really know how to like categorize it, but definitely has become a huge part of my happiness and um, I don't see it going away anytime soon. So Okay. So you you're you wake up in your penthouse and mm-hmm. the level below your penthouse is our penthouse, which is also a recording studio. Which is also a recording studio. Have you all over, we record, we have brunch, mm-hmm. you know, served to us. Then if I have all the money in the world, get on my plane, my private jet, of and uh, go have dinner in Italy, mm. one of my like dream places to go. And um, eventually by that time, if I have all the money in the world, I'll you know be acting in something or other. I don't know. But I will go to work at some point. But who needs to work? Well, you have maybe all the maybe it's like a Monday, so like your shows are off. Or yeah, it's my it's my day off, so I'm gonna go have lunch in Italy. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I love that's such a lovely dream. It's so bright and airy in this dream. Like everything is like there's so much sunshine. Yeah, there's no stress. Yeah, no stress. I love it. Um, if you were to have like if you had had a baby like I don't know eight months ago, what? would you want to instill in your in your in your new little baby like what what uh what would you want them to know oh oh don't make me cry Mm. don't do that um i think one of the things that uh, and this is like full circle cleric advice oh my god i can't believe i'm saying this but something that my dad is my my dad and my mom have always taught me is that we all have stuff going on and we just got to help each other as humans like we just got to help one another and um i think that's what i would want to teach my kid is that we we all have our own issues but all in all that's why we're here is to help each other and um that's something that i've tried to do in my life ever since i was a little kid i guess i don't know I love that. I love it so much. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't cry. I almost did. I was very close. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have a last question, but I'm going to... Uh, first, I think you are going to introduce a new group to D&D today, right? Today, this day. This I'm so excited about it. And it features Karin, aka Kit, um, and a few other people, some of them being noobs. So we're very excited to introduce them to the game. Uh, and we are, they, I mean, I think I've told them this, but I don't think they know what it is, but we're doing, uh, I'm running Death House, which leads into Curse of Strahd. So oh, fun. if we choose to continue on, they have quite the adventure ahead of them. They so. have quite the adventure. I can't That's wait to That's right. Well, yeah. I, on behalf of the D&D community, I want to thank you for bringing more people into the fold. Doing, doing the good work. Mm-hmm. That's all we need to be doing. That's what I think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just right. bringing people into the fold. Yeah, that's all we need. More more players. All right. So the last question, um, what is the most profound advice that you have ever been given? Mm, different from the advice that I just gave mm-hmm. because it that's so profound. It is. The most profound advice I used to wear, my dear friend gave me um, a bracelet a little while ago from the Holocaust Museum in DC. Um, if you haven't been listeners, go. It's extremely moving and amazing. Um, but it says, what you do matters. And I think that is the best advice. I have it on my social media. <laughs> I like, I, that is like my, one of my mantras, my, my main mantras in my life, what you do matters. And um, you're not just a drop in the bucket. You can make a difference. And that's what I like to tell people. What you do matters. And that is where, is where we're, we're going to leave it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. You finally get to do it. I do. Just wait. I love I'm that you finally get to say that. Right now. I know. We mock. We, we like. We, we're going to have to make a video at one point of us like doing our little thing. Of, while mo- we're of us DM. mocking DM Jazzy Hands every time he does it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's very special bonus episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to keep an eye out for more special bonus episodes like this one and, of course, our regular episodes that come out every week on Wednesdays. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at D-N-D, Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. 
If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon for bonus content, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we'll be attending, and get links to our other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website at www.dndlastrefuge.com. We want to thank BattleBards for providing us a lot of the fantastic music you hear on our show and D&D Beyond for being generally amazing in every way possible. Check out both of those services at BattleBards.com and DndBeyond.com. I also want to send so much love and thanks to all of our patrons, and I hope I pronounce all of these correctly. Our honorary party members, Matthew Allen, Sir Mox the Magnificent, Tanya, and Shimmy Gangot. Our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Eliahu of Merc Grove, Elhenio, and Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge. Shimmerscale Council members Lucas Holcomb, Nat Rose, The Geekery, Sabria Alston, Steffi Bernard, River Daniel, Verpio, Stephen Mosley, Kin, Jacob Finkel, and Tony A. Ellis. And finally, our Shimmerscale Tribes people Dan Dillon, Ernest Anderson, Hannah, Lisa R. Gemma, Red Hand Roleplay, Stephen Rowe, and Serena Marie. We are so grateful for every single one of you. Thank you so much for being our patrons. And finally, I want to thank Robert Huff, our story consultant, who does absolutely nothing for these bonus episodes, but who contractually needs to be mentioned in every episode, or he will kill all of us. right. Woo! And of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Taryn, also known as Bria, and with me I have... Alex, a.k.a. Foolick! Happy gaming, (laughs) y'all. Happy gaming, y'all. What makes you so basic? What? <laughs> well, oh God, um, do you, we if go. you know, <laughs> it's only just oh, well. begun. No, I refuse to answer that question. No comment. Okay. Okay. Okay.